Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for another leadership podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about the crucibles of leadership. Crucibles. Yeah, it's a term we don't use often because of the nature of the term. Crucible was that small little bowl that would be used by a pharmacist in ancient days, and something would be put in it, and he'd literally crush and grind it up. And then he would take something else, and he would crush and grind it up. And then he would pour that out, and there would be a a new component. There would be something new that had been created. That's what crucibles are. The moments that literally we feel like our life is being crushed under a certain kind of force. And as a result of that force, what we have is something new begins to come out of it. Now, I don't know how they determine it other than I've done some studies on my own. But if you study leadership and the lives of leaders, if you study the Abraham Lincolns, if you study the Winston Churchills, if you go back and you study Alexander the Great, if you study Aristotle, one of the things that you find is when you study the entirety of their life, most leaders experience three crucible moments that define who they are going to be as a leader. These are those moments that sort of take who they are and begin to cause them to be a little bit different. Maybe their purpose becomes clear. Their passion becomes clear. They begin to articulate in a little bit better way. It's crucible moments. So, In your life, if you're going to lead, there's going to be these moments. There's going to be these crucible moments where you're going to feel the pressure of life on you. And it's going to be unlike other times in your life. It's not just a problem. It's something that's going to the core of your being. It's making you think. It's making you reshape the essence of who you are. Now, In the Bible, there are a lot of examples of people who had crucible moments, and everyone's crucible moments are not the same. They're a little bit different. When you look at Moses, his crucible moments were personal encounters with God. So the burning bush, a personal encounter with God, going up to Mount Sinai, a personal encounter with God. He had these encounters that were defining him, that they were beginning to shape who he was going to be. They shaped the essence of his leadership journey. You go and you look at the life of Joseph in the Old Testament. His weren't encounters with God. His were more crises that he had to live through, where he was literally thrown into a pit, where he was sold into slavery, where he was put into jail. These crucible moments that just began to take his life from what it had been and began to take his life into something else. It was the crisis he went went through. For Paul, it was crossroads. It was literally those crossroads in life. For him, it started on the road to Damascus when he's literally at a crossroad and and God literally knocks him off his donkey. It's coming to Agabus, the prophet's house, and the prophet just tells him, hey, these things are going to happen. And Paul begins to count and evaluate the cost of what he's doing. It's a crucible moment for David in the Old Testament. 
You read the Psalms and you see that it was moments of desperation. It was moments of just really learning to call out to God in the ultimate rawness of life, of of dealing with adversity, but calling out to God in desperation, of dealing with circumstances and, and just responding with that raw desperation of life. It is David during that. It is Abraham who's given the promise of having a son, but he he commences on a 25-year journey where nothing's happening. And you see this reoccurring inward battle that he faces when God takes him out and he says, I need you to look at the the stars above and the sand below. It's a crucible moment. I'm going to make you like that. You're going to have so many offspring. It'll be like the stars above. You're going to have so many offspring. It's going to be like the sands below. So for him, it was going to be these inward battles of reconciling who he was to be. Uh, For Jacob, it was relationships. It seemed to be the point, whether it was with his brother Jacob, whether it was with his father, uh, whether it was with uh, his father-in-law, he is going to have these crucible moments that are going to come. Whether it's Daniel, for him, it was just a prolonged season of seeking as he's getting something in his heart and he's praying about it. And as he prays about it, he begins to sense something, but it's during these seasons of seeking. And when you look at Peter, his crucible moments are going to deal with failure. It's going to deal with denying Jesus. It's going to deal with the fact of how he's eventually going to die. He's going to have these crucible moments that are going to be the basis of his commitment. Now, that being said, all of these are crucibles, whether encounters you have with God, whether it's crisis you go through, whether it's crossroads you face, desperation you feel, inward battles you fight, relationships you live through, seasons of seeking that you're in, or failures that you experience. What I'm saying is it can be one of these, it could be a composite of these, but every leader has these moments. In fact, if a leader's not tested, they probably don't need to be leading because the only safe leaders are leaders who've made it through the crucible. Now, if you read a book, it's a great, great book. It's called Cradles of Eminence. Cradles of Eminence is a book that just deals with 400 world-changing historical leaders. In fact, the book was an individual choosing 400 leaders that had changed the history of this world. Now, these 400 leaders are diverse in their thought. They're diverse in their their careers. They're diverse in, in how they led, but all of them created historical change. But what's interesting is, is the majority of them go through crucible moments. In fact, 75%, three-fourths of them were either born in extreme poverty that shaped them. They were born with an extreme handicap, which shaped them, or they were born in a divorced, broken, or dysfunctional home. 
See, all of these leaders had to learn to lead out of hardship, not hardship with others, but hardship in life. And see, that is the testing ground. It's only when the temperature is raised that most people become effective leaders. Now, we can sit in the leadership chair. We can sit around other leaders and we can marvel at and try to mimic what they've done. But we cannot mimic is the crucibles that they've led through. If you listen to John Maxwell, one of his crucible moments is the fact that one evening he had gone to visit a man in his church and he had visited him in the hospital. And John just hears this man and he spends time with him, but he leaves. But when he gets home, he finds out the man has died. It is going to be a crucible moment for John. John is never going to be the same. See, John realizes that he had visited a man who didn't know Christ and he didn't share Christ with him. He left him without having ever told him about Jesus. Those of us that are close to John, we know that that moment was a crucible moment. It was a moment that was at the top echelons of beginning to go because he knew that he couldn't lead by just being relationship without a God context to it. It changed John. Another crucible moment for John is, of course, going to be Uh, When he does a July 4th meeting and all of a sudden God speaks to him and says, you're going to lead leaders. It was a crucible moment when God told John to go into the business world and and most church leaders are going to reject John. It was a crucible moment. What I'm saying is, is the moments don't sound like a crucible to you because you're not living through it. You're not feeling the rawness of it. You're not feeling the emotions of it. You're not feeling the anxieties of it. You're not being threatened by it. To you, it's just someone else's life. But if you are going to be a profound leader, you will have those moments. For me, my first crucible moment is going to be after I destroy a church, a small little country church that I was given charge of. But I was young and I was arrogant and I thought I knew more than others knew. I thought I could do it better than others could do it. I didn't listen to people. I didn't confide in people. I didn't let anybody in. And as a result of that, a church was going to be in trouble because of me. One day I'll stand before God and I will give an account of the fact that that church doesn't exist and that I was a part of setting that non-existence in motion. But that was a crucible moment because what came of that was my heart and my passion to help other pastors because I knew how lonely it was at those moments. I knew how much I felt my ignorance, but I didn't know how to handle ignorance. And I knew how much I thought I knew things, but didn't have anyone to bounce off. And that created what I do all across the country when I teach leadership and I do roundtables with pastors. And then I do uh, roundtables for church leaders and and be business leaders, it was all based on one moment of extreme failure. Now, here's the thing. Crucible moments are life-changing. You're never the same. It's not just that, hey, that was a tough moment. A lot of people have tough moments, but they're the same. Crucible moments, you're not the same. You're different than you've ever been. You react differently than you've ever reacted. That's a crucible moment. You're not the same. For Jacob, it was wrestling with God. 
and the midnight hours. But he's never going to be the same. He's always going to walk with a limp. So let me just say it this way. When you're in a crucible moment, you never strut out of it. You may limp out of it, but you're not going to strut. I watch too many leaders that have the strut down. They don't have the limp down. And when they're not limping, they're usually leaders I would never follow. I want to know that you've been in the crucible. I want to know that you were made better by the crucible and you were made different by the crucible. So that brings us to this. The crucible are life-changing moments because they're revealing. They tell you things about yourself that you would have never listened to under any other circumstance. They tell you things about yourself that you would have never grasped. That was how you went about it. Life-changing moments. They're revealing. It's not only that they're revealing, but they're refining. They refine you. Refining deals with impurities being pushed out. Well, crucible moments, they refine you. They deal with the fact that heat's going to be put on that little bowl and impurities are going to bubble out and they're going to evaporate. And there's a part of you that God needs to keep, but he needs to keep it in the purest form. And he doesn't need all the impurities in there. And so it's going to be a test of integrity. It's going to be a test of character. So they're revealing and they're refining, but they're also redirecting. They redirect you in some way. They begin to push your life in a little bit different direction than they would ever be. So my crucible moment that happened in this small West Texas church, it is going to begin to redirect me. I'm going to still pastor, but I'm going to pastor based on lessons I learned when I was destroying a church. In fact, if you're a pastor out there and you've never read the book, The Seven Lessons That I've Learned While I Was Destroying a Church, you need to get it. Maybe it'll stop you from destroying one, but it's one of the key lessons I had to learn. And so crucibles are life-changing moments because they reveal, they speak to you. They're life-changing moments because they're refining. They test the integrity of who you are. They're life-changing moments because they are redirecting. They push you in a little bit different way. So everything that the church that I pastor at Grace Church is here today because of lessons I learned in a small West Texas town. The great church that I have that is acclaimed by many is based on the failure of the first church that I pastored. And it's not only that they're revealing and they're refining and they're re directing, but they're renewing. It is the ability to renew us and to say, life's not over. I've got something new for you. I've got something bigger to, for you. I've got something for you. Now, here's the thing about these life-changing moments, these crucible moments, is you don't know when they're going to come. See, they can come anywhere. They can happen at home. They can happen away from home. They can happen at the job. They can happen on the vacation. They can happen anywhere. They can happen any way. It can be any series of things that bring you into this crucible moment. And they can involve anyone. God may use other people in these crucible moments to literally uh, bring you to your knees. 
and they can happen anytime. But what I'd say to you is, what are your crucible moments? Where have you been literally ground to the pulp of who you are? Where has there been this intense work just taking you to the very, very edge of who you are? What are those crucible moments in your life? What are the things that have caused you to walk differently? What are the things that have caused you, caused you like Paul to count the cost? What are the things like Daniel that have caused you to seek more profoundly? What are the failures like Peter that have caused you to commit more deeply? What are those moments of desperation where you knew that there are no options? It's either you or God. What are those crossroads that you've faced? Yeah, I could go here or I could go here, but I've got to go here. What are the crises that you've lived through that have forever changed your perspective? And what are those divine encounters of the close kind? How did those divine encounters happen? How did they come to pass? Here's what I want you to know. If you're going to lead, you're going to lead through the crucible. If you haven't been through the crucible, you may have been taught leadership, but you are going to lead eventually through a crucible. It's going to be life-changing, life-altering, and it's going to bring your view of God into a clearer focus and your view of yourself into clearer focus. And the outcome will be one thing. You're now in a position to lead others. Because when you've been through the crucible, now you can lead others who are going through it right now. Hey, thank you again for joining me for this podcast. I know a lot of things are going on as we're in this particular month and summer's drawing to a close. But hey, uh, if there's any way that uh, we can help you, we have resources on our webpage, GeraldBrooksMinistries.com. In fact, you want that book, Lessons I Learned While Destroying a Church. Uh, if you're a pastor, I consider it must-reading, not because it's profound, but if anything, what it does is it brings into focus things that others might need to know to be able to get them through maybe some of those moments when you're not at the top of your game. So that being said, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to GeraldBrooksMinistries.com.